What if I told you there was a one-stop shop for anything you needed as a coach in regards to playbooks, flyers, anything that you'd like to see from other coaches, and you could go to one place to get it? Today, I'm bringing on the creator of CoachingCentral.org. His name's Jeff Reefman. Jeff is a former player, a former coach, and now he's created this website that's the one-stop shop, the, the, the main central hub for coaches. And you'll want to learn about this. So share this episode with any coach that you know, because it's going to change the game. This is the Game Time Guru. So what time is it? Game Time Boost! This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. Shout out to all the listeners who have been here with me, uh, my day one ride or dies that have been here. Um, and even those who this might be your first time listening, I always tell people if this is your first time here in the show, welcome aboard. I, I appreciate you guys being here. One thing that really helps me out on the podcast, if you guys haven't done so already, anybody listening right now, if you have an Apple device, whether it's an iPhone, a Mac, whatever it is, basically, if you have access to Apple Podcasts, if that's where you're listening to the show on, go leave me a review. It takes 10 seconds to leave me a review. But the thing with podcasting is if you leave a review, it helps the algorithm. It helps the show get into, into more people's feeds and it's easier for them to find the show. So there's a big reason we've been in 93 different countries. We've had over 76,000 downloads. There's a reason we've grown to the spot that we're at. And it's because the reviews and the support that uh, all the listeners have shown. So I appreciate everybody out there who has shown their support. If you haven't followed me on my social media platforms, go do that as well. I'd love to co communicate with my my listeners and just anybody who's a sports fan in general. So follow me on my social media platforms for the game time guru. I'm on all platforms. That's TikTok, That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and YouTube. I'm, I'm slowly kind of building that up a little bit, but uh, my main platforms are the other four. So welcoming on today's guest is it's a good friend of mine whom I actually happen to know through work. But, you know, when you work with certain people, you get to know their, um, you know, their hobbies and their passions. And it's funny because our guest and I have a, a lot of similar interests in regards to the sports world. And he has a lot of experience in the coaching world. He is now um, even going further in that. And, and, and we'll talk about his website and everything. But we're going to learn about his story in, as, as, as an athlete, as a coach, and now what he's doing to help coaches out um, in the business side of things. And his name's Jeff Reefman. Jeff, thanks so much for joining the show, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Shane. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So first things first, we're going to get to know you. We're going to rewind the clock. Okay. We're going to rewind the clock, Jeff. You let me know about your history in sports. I want to know more about you as an athlete, what you grew up playing, if you played multiple sports um, or if it was just one. Uh, what what was your your history as an athlete? Yeah. Um, so when I very first started off playing sports, um, I, I did play multiple sports. I played a little soccer, a little basketball. And, and baseball growing up. So kind of hit each season of the year, was doing sports year round. And then as I got older, uh, kind of phased out of soccer and basketball and really kind of honed in on baseball. And that was my passion. That's That was the sport that I was best at and the sport that I enjoyed the most. So I did start to kind of specialize in, <laughs> in doing baseball year round once I got into high school. 
Um, and then, yeah, I grew up uh, around here in, in the Treasure Valley and uh, played all four years of, of high school baseball here at Centennial High School. And uh, from there, I uh, was fortunate enough to play a couple years of college ball uh, over at TVCC, Treasure Valley Community College. And, um, and that's, that's where the journey ended. <laughs> oh, well, okay. The playing journey ended, as you say, but uh, we'll get into that in the coaching side of things here in just a second. One of the things you mentioned was soccer, baseball, and basketball. I took note on that. Multi-sport athlete you were. And then you decided to kind of focus on one and specialize in one sport. Um, at what point, or at one point, I want to ask you this, at what age did you kind of focus in solely on baseball? Um, junior high. Junior high. Okay. Yeah. Your opinion on it now with your coaching experience, which we'll get into in a minute. I just want your, your just a really quick brief thought on multi-sport athletes. And do you feel like it benefits athletes to play multiple sports? And do you feel like they should focus on one sport when they get into the end of their junior high slash high school days, or should they continue to compete in multiple sports? It's a tough question. You know, you hear coaches talk about um, a lot about the, the benefits of playing multi-sports uh, these days, playing um, football, basketball, doing, doing this stuff year round. Um, I think it depends on the person and the situation. Um, obviously there's a lot of good benefits of playing multiple sports. Um, you learn a lot of things, a lot of skills, um, crossover from one sport to another. Um, you learn how to take on different roles. Um, for example, if, if you're maybe a, a really good football player and you're a starter and then you come out for basketball and you're a role guy, I think it's really important and really valuable to learn what those different positions on the team are. I think that helps you out come around football season again, having been maybe not the star. And so right. there's a lot of other things like that off the field that carry over as well. Um, that being said, um, you know, there's, there's people that do both. There's, there's a lot of really high level athletes um, that, that do both multi-sports, but, but there's also some, some really good athletes you look at that, that did one sport their whole life and they started specializing at a really young age. Um, you know, especially if you look at, um, stuff outside of the team sports, like, like your, your golf or, or tennis or something like that. So I think it really just depends on the person. Totally, man. I know. I appreciate the insight there too. I, and as you, you said something that was interesting to me, you know, there's a lot of guys that we cover for the high school game, uh, like the high school sports world here in the Valley of Idaho. Um, and you know, you might have this stud all state linebacker who like at one of the local schools stud, all-state linebacker, but he rides the bench on the basketball team. He plays his role. He gets in for, you know, eight minutes a game or whatever it may be. And I think that's actually a super important piece. It's not a bad thing. It kind of shows you, you might be the star on one sport, another sport, you have to learn a different role. But I think that actually, you kind of mentioned something like that. And, and it, it it's exactly what you'll deal with in the real world. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you go to a job, for example, and the job can't hire a hundred Michael Jordans. You know, you're going to have to have role players there too, to make a successful team. And so, it's kind of one of those things that you learn. I, and I, I never even really thought of that. You just brought that up and that was the one kid that came to mind. And I know there's a ton of different kids that are in the same example, like the same spot. Like they might be the star on the track, track and field team or whatever. And they go over here to this sport might be a little bit different role, but they can learn things from different, different, uh, different sports and translate that into the real world as well. Um, one thing, one thing I didn't, uh, I didn't put in this. This is another thing I didn't put in our questions uh, before the show, but you mentioned playing college baseball. And I do want to get your perspective because not a lot of people, get to say that they've played at the collegiate level. 
So, Jeff, your experience playing college baseball as a student athlete, what was the transition like from high school to the college level, even if it's a junior college? You know, like talk to us about what it's like on the transition and maybe what the difference is between playing it at the collegiate level at any level compared to high school. It's a huge transition. I mean, you, you probably hear that every person you talk to tells you that and, and nothing can really prepare you for it until you dive in. Um, you, you live in just kind of like a sheltered world in high school. You know, you've got uh, living at home and you got mom and dad usually and, um, and, and you, you go to school and then and you go to practice and then that's it. Well, you know, you go to college and it's, it's just a full on commitment that, like I said, nothing can, can really prepare you for it. I mean, the, the typical day is, you know, waking up at five in the morning and then going and doing weights, doing strength and conditioning. Then you go right from there to breakfast, right from there to, to class and you spend a few hours in class and then, then you go out to practice and you're out there for several hours. And then by the time you're done, you, you shower, you eat, and then you go to like a mandatory study hall and, and you're doing homework and, and studying. And, and so you're going with, with these team and, and school related activities until, you know, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. And then you're, you're ready for bed. And then you, you get up and you do it all over again the next day. So um, everybody's experience is a little different, but um it's, it is quite the grind. I mean, that that's honestly probably the reason that I stopped playing after two years was I, I experienced that for a couple of years and, and I hung in there, but at the end of the day, I, I knew that I wasn't going to get drafted. I, I wasn't good enough to go play pro ball or anything like that, or, or transfer to like a, a high level division one or anything. So I, I had a couple of offers to play at, at some smaller schools, but at the end of the day, it was, it wasn't worth the the grind anymore to, to go through that kind of, kind of a grueling schedule every day. Totally. And I think that's one of those, uh, I guess, honest conversations that athletes need to have with themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether it's the parents having it with them or them having that conversation with themselves when the fun is no longer there, um, or you just kind of know where you're at for the future of, of the sport, kind of have to have those honest conversations with yourself and, and figure out where you want to be. Um, it sounds like though, at some point you decided, okay, I'm not going to necessarily play, but you did want to get into like the coaching realm of sports. And so I'm curious, what got you interested in the coaching side of things, Jeff? Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it started at, at college at, at Treasure Valley. Um, I had a really amazing coach when I was there. Um, his name is Russ Wright. You've probably heard of him. He's, uh, <laughs> he's kind of a legend in the baseball coaching world around here. He's uh, after TVCC, he went over to Fruitland high school and um, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I believe they won nine state championships in, in like 10 years or something wow. crazy like that. Like they were the class of, you know, high school baseball. And, and now um, after I think he's taken a couple years off um, he's over at Hawaii. And so he's taken over, um, Hawaii high school. And, you know, I expect them to, to do really big things, but he was a, a big inspiration for me getting into coaching. Um, in, in college, I, I was strictly a pitcher, right? I, I didn't play any other position. I didn't hit. And so, um, I was sitting in the dugout a lot and, and I hung out by that guy all the time, as much as I could listening in. Um, I used to try to sit behind him on the bus when I could, when we'd go on, on trips and just soak in all of his knowledge. But, um, he was big on on not just teaching us the game of baseball, but but molding young men and, and being a role model. 
and, and teaching life lessons. And that was really inspirational for me. That's, that's kind of what made me want to get into coaching. Um, I started working some, some camps and some clinics and stuff there at TVCC with him and that we were running and I enjoyed working with kids. I liked, I, I liked the whole dynamic of it. And, um, and that's kind of where I first got, got my inspiration for it and, and started coaching, you know, right after I left there. You know, it's kind of cool how, uh, certain coaches can have a lasting impact. There's a lot of, a lot of different quotes about coaching and the impact that they can have on people, um, for good or for bad. There's a lot of coaches that are remembered for the bad things and the, and you know, just the, the tough stuff, uh, maybe not the best coaches, but then there's the coaches that are remembered as the influential ones. And that's obviously how he was for you. Um, and I'm, I, I try to like live by that as well. That's why I think it's interesting. Jeff is like when I coach for basketball, at the club level, one of my biggest things is, yeah, I love the sport and I want to win. That's like first and foremost. But at the same time, you're molding a lot of these guys to be, you know, strong young men who will be men here in the very near future, faster than they can probably imagine. Cause it, the high school game is going to be over soon. College is going to be over soon before they know it. And then all of a sudden they've got to pay their taxes. They got to go live. They got, they got lives to live. You know what I mean? Um, and be, Absolutely. you want, you want to train these guys to be, you know, good citizens in society you don't want them to be knuckleheads and so you're trying to help them along the way so it's cool to see like he helped you understand that side of things and then it was kind of like your inspiration there so when you got into coaching shortly after after uh college where did you coach where what sports have you coached and at what levels have you coached yeah yeah um it's it's been a long journey i've been i've been coaching a, a variety of things for about 12 years now and uh, bounced around a little bit. I've been lucky enough to to get a really wide range of experience. I'll, I'll kind of start at the beginning and walk you through it. But um, one thing that is unique is is I didn't just coach baseball. I didn't just coach one level. I've, I've gotten the ability uh, and the chance to coach a lot of different things. And I think that just like being a multi-sport athlete and some of those things carrying over, I think that that's really helped me as well. But uh, to answer your question, um, I very first started out immediately when I got, I mean, I got done at, at Treasure Valley playing, uh, you know, like in, in May or June, and then immediately went into coaching a Legion season right from there, like a week later. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I got started over at, at Centennial High School, right, where I went to school. And again, I was lucky enough to have a really good mentor kind of take me under his wing. Um, it was actually a family friend. He was coaching the single A Legion baseball team there for the summer. His name's John Pretty. And uh, he, I, I don't even want to say that he asked me to coach. I asked him if I could coach with him and he allowed me to. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Because <laughs> um, I wanted to get into coaching and, and he allowed me, he took me under his wing. He allowed me to, to learn from him and, and be there for the summertime. Um, I was able to coach with uh, another guy that I graduated high school with, kind of did the same thing with him as well. And, um, you know, it started off like kind of in a volunteer role. And I mean, I can't say enough about how great he was. He, he paid me out of his own pocket at the end of the summer for, for, for coaching. And it's just little things like that, that he just didn't have to do, but that's what got kind of my foot in the door. Um, and then from there, I, I only coached one season there. And then I, I was looking to kind of branch out, you know, away from where I had gone and stuff. I wanted to learn from some other people. And so I ended up um, getting on over at Boise High School uh, that next season. And um, 
again, had, had a really good role model that, that took me under his wing. I started off just coaching the freshman team over there. And, um, after one season, he, he pulled me up to coach the varsity team for, for the next few years. And, um, we had a really good run, um, that, uh, we had a lot of success over at Boise The the team had kind of been in a, in a rough spot because you know, you're probably familiar with the landscape here in the treasure Valley, but Timberline high school opened up in, I think like 99 uh-huh. and they split off Boise high. And so a uh, really good coach went over to Timberline. A lot of the players went over to Timberline, uh, Boise kind of had their struggles. And so, um, you know, the, the guy that I worked under kind of brought them back to prominence and, and I was lucky enough to be a part of that and, and win a state championship there as an assistant. And, uh, that was, that was a really good experience for me. Um, in between there, I've, I've coached that. That's kind of when I started coaching a lot of other sports as well. I was getting my degree at Boise state. I was, I was coaching baseball, um, trying to learn. And, and one of my mentors told me, you know, start coaching other sports. And so I, I coached a little bit of, of elementary level basketball there in the Boise school district, um, coached some junior high and some high school football and out, out in Valley view. Cause that's where I first got my, my first teaching job doing some PE, um, coached some volleyball, some football, some high school basketball. And, and I learned a lot coaching those other sports as well. Um, and then, and, and then from there, I, uh, that's when I first started getting some, some head coaching jobs after a few years of experience. So my first head coaching job in baseball was out at Melba high school, two uh, a program. Uh, from there, I, uh, I'd actually applied to coach at Ridgeview high school when it was first uh, opening up, was really excited to take that job, um, accepted that position. And then, and then the high school job over at Timberline opened up and, as you know, it's, it's pretty much the best program in, in the state or one of the best. And so I had to throw my hat in the ring for that and applied for that job and was lucky to, to get that as well and, and did that for a couple of years. So like I said, a, a really wide range of experience, you know, high level, low level, uh, different sports, different areas of town, um, different demographics. It's, it's, been, uh, it's been quite a, quite a journey. I'd say it has. Holy cow. Like, and that's a relatively short amount of time. If you really want to look at this, you know, broad spectrum of life, you know, that's a relatively short period of time, you know, a little over 10 years, probably. Right. Like that you've been, what, it was yeah. 12, 12 years, 10, I don't know. 12 years. Yeah. yeah. So you've been able to, to do all those things. So to that point, coaching at different levels, different programs, different sports, what's, what's your favorite memories out of coaching so far in your life? Um, there, there's some big things and there's some little things. Um, some of my favorite memories are, are winning state championships and, and watching, watching your team celebrate and win a state championship. Um, that's one of the best feelings, uh, you know, no, knowing that, that you got your team to, to the highest level, to the top of the mountain. Um, but also some of the small things, uh, some of the trips that you get to go on with the kids, road trips, bus rides, um, we we were lucky enough to, to take one team in baseball over to, uh, to Omaha one year in the summertime to go to, uh, the, the college baseball world series. And, and we got to go to a bunch of games there and, and play some tournaments. And, you know, that's one of my fondest memories. Um, 
but it, it's the kids, it's the relationships with, with the kids, with the coaches, like I said, you know, bus rides, um, hanging, hanging out, messing around after practice, before practice. Um, kids are hilarious, man. You they know, are. you're, you're, <laughs> you're in the game, you're, you're coaching. They say and do some pretty funny stuff. It keeps you young, keeps you on your toes. Um, and some of those things are some of the best memories that, you know, the, the relationships that you build with coaches and, and players, I'm still in touch with some of the guys that I coached here today. And some, almost all of my best friends I've acquired through coaching over the years from different stops that I've been at, at, you know, each, each place I've gone, I've, I've made a friend or two that, that has stuck with me over the years. That's so cool. And I, and I love all that. I, I, I can sort of relate. I don't have as much coaching experience as you do, but I can relate. Like kids keep you young. I love that phrase too. Like they're funny, dude. Um, I, I like to think of myself as like somewhat, understanding of like the lingo and stuff these days just because of my job in the media but i'm not i realized really quickly last spring when i was coaching the 16 17 year old kids for club ball i had no idea what half the stuff they were saying like some of the things they say uh the stuff that <laughs> stuff that goes on in practices uh those kids are funny dude they're they're funny guys and it's like another thing to that point jeff so like in basketball for example short shorts apparently are the new thing for for guys they love to wear their short shorts it's like the shorter you can go with shorts like the tougher you are apparently or whatever <laughs> the cooler you are complete difference like we'd go back and forth like john with the players like dude like i don't even like when my shorts are touching my knees they need to go below my knees by at least an inch like it needs to be that i can't have and they're like no you got to be at least five inches got to show all the thigh and it's just like fun stuff like that I just, I think it's hilarious. Although they're wrong, in my opinion, uh, it's still so the much styles fun. definitely change, man. You go back to like the Fab Five, and you look at how opposite like those guys' uniforms were from like the short oh, shorts today. Could you, could you imagine Chris Weber, Jalen Rose, like wearing the shorts they wear today? Like that yeah. wouldn't even be a that wouldn't even be a thought, dude. Oh, it's making my jaw hurt thinking about it. It's so funny. Oh yeah, the kids are awesome. That's cool, man. That's super super cool. Now. You've got a lot of experience in coaching. We just talked about it a relatively short amount of time. You, you, you know what you're doing. Um, so the advice I'd love to like get from you, I want to I pick your brain. So for coaches that are out there, what is the most important thing you need to know before you get into coaching? Because everyone wants to be a coach, Jeff. Like Everyone's like, I could coach. I could do that. You know, like I, I could totally do that. Until you get in it and you're like, oh, this is a little different. And I can speak from experience. I love coaching, but it is not for everyone. But the, those who want to get into it, it's the biggest thing they should know before they get into it. There's probably a few things, man. Um, you, you definitely want to, you want to be getting into it for the right reason. Um, if you're, if you're doing it for, for self-promotion and, and you're just there for the wins and losses, uh, it can be tough. I mean, you definitely want to be getting into it to, to develop the kids. And I know it, it starts out for a lot of people with just loving the game, right? They usually played, they love the sport. They want to stay around it. Um, that was a, a major factor to me, but um, getting into things for the right reasons. Um, another thing I, and I touched on this quite a bit, having really good mentors, if you can find a good mentor to latch onto, to, to teach you, I mean, everybody seems to see the value in that, right? When you hear about hiring these days, you, you always hear about, um, people that came from the Nick Saban coaching tree, the right. Bill Belichick people are so anxious to hire guys that worked under the best people. So you, you know, that th that's a well-known thing out there that 
people want good mentors. They want to hire people that had good mentors. Um, so you, you want to want to be careful who you're learning from and uh, put yourself in those good positions. Um, learn a little bit of a lot of things. I know that some people also will get into coaching because they were maybe particularly really good at one thing or or they know one thing really well, right? Maybe you're the the quarterback whisperer or the the, the hitting guru that, that that knows hitting, but that stuff might get your foot in the door sometimes. But I think the best coaches are the ones that that learn a little bit about a lot of different areas and a lot of different aspects of the game. Um, and then always probably always keep learning, right? Always keep developing. Once you do get into it. Um, that's when you kind of realize how much you don't know. <laughs> you, you thought you knew a lot until you start getting around other coaches and, uh, you don't know what you don't know until you get into it. And so nowadays, and, and we'll come probably come back to this when we talk about the website, but there's so many resources out there for coaches. There's so many great coaching clinics that are going on year round, um, Coaches are out there. They're available to email, to get in touch with. Coaches are, are on social media now. Um, coaching Twitter is a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, there's so, like, every coach is, is on Twitter now and, and sharing ideas and talking and collaborating and hosting Twitter spaces and um, being able to, to get into all of those things really helps a lot. It, it helps you get a lot of different perspectives hearing from different coaches um, around the country in different areas. So. Dude, what great advice, man. I, I want those who are listening to this podcast to maybe pause this, rewind it just for that, like two minutes that Jeff was explaining, like, you know, what to know before you get into it. You know, that's all of those things are super important. And it's not to be overwhelming, but it's to give you, it's to keep it transparent so that you can understand like what actually goes into coaching. It's all an amazing, rewarding job, but there are some things you need to know. Um, so that, that real quick, pause it, rewind it, take some notes, and then we'll continue on. So we referenced your website. You talked about resources. You talked about coaches, other coaches, coaching Twitter, all this stuff, but you, you got a you got a website now. You're taking your knowledge and 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 finding a problem and finding a solution to that problem. Like sh helping people is essentially what you're doing with all of your business and online marketing and everything that you have. Now you've created something. CoachingCentral.org. Talk to us about Coaching Central and what it's all about, man. Man, I'm really excited about it. Honestly, um, there's there's some stuff out there for for teachers that. Is, is similar. And I like to use that analogy in comparison because a lot of coaches also teach, right? They're also in the classroom. And so there, there's a lot of resources out there for teachers and there's websites where you can go on and you can buy a lesson plan from another teacher, right? Like if you're a, if you're a history teacher, if you're a science teacher and you want to see what other history and science teachers are doing out there in their classroom, you can go on and, and search and, and find some cool lesson plans or unit plans. Um, you can find out what other people are doing and, and they're actually selling those resources. You can go on, you can buy them, you can download them. And those teachers that sold them actually make a little bit of money. They, so, so they kind of have their own little side business and, and side hustle. And, and this is essentially the same thing for coaches, right? It allows coaches to go on, go on to Coaching Central and, and you've got two sides of it. 
you've got sellers and you've got buyers. So the sellers can go on, they can post their, their stuff for sale and uh, they can put stuff on there for free. In fact, I encourage everybody that does go on and create an account to throw at least one or two freebies out there, right? We definitely want to want to have you make a few bucks, um, kind of have your own side hustle, get a little bit of extra income coming in from this, but um, throw a couple freebies on there too. Um, anyways, you they can go on, they can post their stuff for sale. And Coaching Central is just the platform to have that happen, right? We're just facilitating. Um, another good example would be Etsy, right? You think about Etsy and how that's blown up or eBay, right? That's just the platform. They don't actually have, have anything that they're creating or selling. They're just providing that as a resource for people to go on, sell their items, and then people can come on and buy things. But um, my inspiration for, for starting this was I was always searching for these things, right? I was always looking for different ideas and, and I'm, and I'm on the computer way more when I start coaching than, than I ever expected. I never expected to be it to be such a desk job where I'm pounding the keyboard, looking, emailing other coaches that I know, um, searching Google and, uh, and looking for different ideas and different things to implement in my coaching. And there are kind of like Etsy, right? Everybody has their own website out there, but how nice is it to have everything all in one spot? And so I've seen a, a lot of other coaches already kind of doing this. They're selling their stuff. Uh, some of them are, have only been coaching for a year or two. Some of them have been coaching for, for 40 years. Some of them are retired, but a lot of coaches have maybe a website or they've started stuff or they have stuff that is on their computer. And I just wanted to to provide that platform for, Hey, we can get all this stuff in one spot. People can go on, they can, they can look things up. And so, um, like I said, when I first started coaching, I spent a lot of time creating things and, and here's the deal. You hear about really cool ideas in these places, right? You go to a coaching clinic, you hear a coach talk about, something they did in their program. And they talk about how cool it is for an hour and you're taking notes. You're trying to write everything down and you're trying to, to figure out, okay, how can I implement this? But then you're kind of on your own, right? It's you yep. just leave there with, wow, that was a really good idea. But what does it look like for my program? How do I get that? How do I implement that? Or you're on Twitter and you hear a coach talking about something really cool that he does in his program, whether it's like a, like a team building activity or a fundraiser that he ran or something like anything. Right. And you're like, how do I get that? And I, and I would always see coaches on there too. They're, they're emailing each other. They're, they're sliding into the DMS. They're, they're hitting each other up. Like, Hey, can I get a copy of that? What's your email? And so I, again, I just thought, Hey, how cool would it be if every time these guys show something at a clinic or on Twitter or whatever, if they can throw it up on this website, upload it to the platform and then people can come on and they can get, they can get the actual thing, right? They can get the actual goods. Here's the fundraising idea. Here's the, here's the team building activity. Here's the, here's the newsletter. Um, here's, here's the, the form that I use when I want to run a camp, right? Cause you have, you have to create all that stuff from scratch. You take over in your coaching and you're like, I want to run a clinic. I want to run a camp for kids. And so you're looking stuff up online and you're, you're trying to create a flyer or a form. So 
it's just a, it's just a cool way for everybody to collaborate and share and, and, and steal stuff from each other. I love it. So that's why I wanted to have Jeff on my show. So everybody understands when he told me about this stuff and his experience and everything, I was like, this is perfect for this show because there's a ton of coaches who listen to this, by the way. So hopefully this will be utilized as a resource for them and they can, they can start using this because I can attest to everything you're saying. The, the, the whole like flyer for a camp, that specific topic came up last spring. We were like, Hey, we need to do a camp for like a fundraiser. Like that would be really fun to like, for a day, we're going to charge, you know, 40 bucks. All the money goes towards the club or whatever we want to do for travel, travel fees for the kids who can't afford it, whatever it is. And this is what we're going to do. We don't even know how to put together something like that. If you don't have marketing experience, you don't have somebody who's a graphic designer, or, you know, what you don't know the, the, the details of it. You know how to put something together and you know what you want to do. But there's a lot of details that go into it. We didn't know that. So that would have been a huge resource for us. Just go onto this website for coachingcentral.org and go in there and just find that. Um, I was telling Jeff before we recorded this the other day, actually, it was um, for club basketball. You know, it's a little bit different than high school basketball. And like if, if there was maybe a club coach that has a lot of club experience, maybe we talk about that. You only get two practices a week, typically speaking, two or three. Um, and you only practice for like twice a week. And then you're playing in tournaments against some top tier talent. So like what's the best way to get your team? Maybe some playbooks for club ball or best best ways to implement things into practice because you have shorter practices. And you got to get stuff implemented to run sets uh, with limited time. And you're playing top tier talent across the country. Like, how do you not get embarrassed? You know, like little things like that, that I didn't really understand. Um, I wish I would have had a resource for that. So I could totally see that being something. If there's a club coach out there, put your stuff out there for on, on Jeff's site, because I would totally eat that up. Um, there's so many things, so many intricacies of the game when it comes to the coding world that it would, it's, I love that you said like the Etsy, it's like the Etsy for coaching. I just like go on there and get your stuff that you need and share your resources uh, and help everybody. You already do it anyways. Everyone's already sharing information. But to the Absolutely. other point, the other point you made was like, you're on the computer, you know, like a desk job almost like doing it. It's so true. Like there, I can't even speak. I know so many people are the same way. They like, they're on their computers, YouTubing. Okay, what can I do for a defensive drill for basketball? Okay, what can we do for, if we only have six guys, what can we do for this practice? I'm going to try this drill. What's a good shooting drill that includes everybody? I mean, I'm like YouTube everything. My whole YouTube search history last year, all basketball drills of different kinds to try to implement into practices for my personnel that I had. I mean, I was on the, I'm literally during my day job trying to search for things in the middle of it. So it's like, that's just the reality of it. So it's yeah. funny you said that, but that's the reality of coaching. And you've provided a resource here, a platform for other resources. And I think that's freaking fantastic. So um, I want to know if we go to coachingcentral.org, how do you create an account? Now I'm a coach and I want to go provide not, I don't only want to, you know, consume content. I want to actually provide content. I might have something of value out there that I could provide to people. And I don't want to necessarily build my own website for it. So, cause I don't know how I want to put it on your site. How do I do it? What's the steps? You said create an account. And then how easy is it for me to actually get something of mine uploaded onto your website? It's, it's actually amazing how easy it is, man. You, you go to the site, you'll see a tab on the upper left. It says create an account or, or become a vendor, become a seller. All you need is an email address. It's free to get started. Um, they're going to ask you just a couple of questions, you know, name, email, basic stuff. And um, you go through and, and you can pick like a name for your, for your team or, or for your, for your, uh, your shop and upload an image or whatever, some basic information on there. And then whatever you already have on your computer um, that you've, that you've gone and, and you've typed up on word, Excel, PowerPoint, anything that you have um, you can upload it instantly, put a price on it. 
Um, and, and the website is already set up. It's already coded and built out to, um, to deliver those. As soon as somebody would come on and buy, they can hit a download button and, and get those things instantly um, that you've uploaded. And um, you hook up a PayPal account, real easy, safe, and secure. And uh, at the end of the month, once a month, all the money that you've made, you know, the, the site is going to take a certain percentage, obviously, for, for maintaining the website. But, um, you know, you get to keep uh, certain percentages depending on what level you sign up for. Um, the, the free account, you're going to keep 60% or you can sign up for a premium uh, for a few bucks a year. And then you can keep 80%. So we take care of all of the, the advertising for you, all the marketing. Um, we're using kind of the power of numbers, right? You're benefiting from... Um, people knowing other coaches, right? If somebody comes on, they want to buy from someone else, they see your stuff. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be doing all the marketing, all the advertising online, Google, social media. We're going to be trying to get people to your store um, so that you don't have to do all that stuff. Like you said, you don't have to go and create a website and learn and learn digital marketing. Um, it's all the stuff that I've been basically learn learning about for the last three years. So we do all that for you. You, you create your account, you, you start making sales and it's really, it's, it's passive income, right? You upload it and then you don't really have to do anything else. People can, can come on there 24 hours a day, buy your stuff and it's getting delivered automatically. You don't have inventory you've got to send out. You don't have anything to, to maintain. I mean, you don't have to do anything except for upload your stuff when you create that account. And then, like I said, once a month at the end of the month, we'll send you a PayPal payment for all the money you made. That is such a cool business model. I love it. I love that you've created a solution to a, a problem that people didn't even realize they had, but you've created this solution, make it so simple. Um, and now people are going to be able to utilize this. Let's get the word out there. If you guys are listening Thanks, to this brother. podcast, get the word out. Coachingcentral.org. Share this with your friends and family. Share the link with your friends and family. If you have coaches within your circle of influence, share it with them. What is it going to hurt? You know? Share it with them and let them go check it out. I think it's uh, it's vital for the coaching world. So thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate that. Now, the last question I'm going to have for you on the show, as we circle back to everything, we've seen all of your experience, athlete, collegiate athlete, coach at all different types of levels, different sports and everything. And now you're taking the coaching experience into the, the business side of things and and created coachingcentral.org. I want to know those, like all of this, you've got this, this uh, wide range of, you know, experience. What's the biggest thing, what's the biggest life lesson that sports have taught you? And that's a good question. Um, there's a lot of things that you learn through sports. Um, when you first asked that, I think, you know, teamwork, hard work, responsibility. Um, the biggest things, though, are probably the, the grit, the perseverance, um, the resilience, some of those, some of those things, like when you're playing sports, things don't always go your way. Right. Uh, sometimes you get a coach you don't like, sometimes you got teammates you don't like, sometimes you get bad calls from a referee or an umpire. Um, and sometimes you get hosed. Um, sometimes you get dealt a bad hand. Um, or sometimes you do everything right and it doesn't work out. Right. Sometimes you go up and, you hit an absolute laser and have a perfect swing, a perfect at bat, and it goes right to the center fielder. So I think that, that those are my biggest takeaways, the, the perseverance, the, 
the grit, the, the being able to, to deal with failure, um, and, and get through tough times. Um, you, you've probably, it, it reminds me of the, the David Goggins book. Have you read that book? Oh, yeah. uh, can't, can't hurt me. Can't hurt me. Right? I love that book. He, he talks about, it's one of my favorites. Um, he talks about how he's always building mental toughness through all these different things that he goes through. And, you know, you, you don't get, everybody's journey is different, but you don't get a lot of opportunities uh, before you go out into adulthood when you turn 18 and, and, and you leave high school um, that are as good a, a, of kind of a, a practice as going through sports. And, and like Goggins always says, like you're, you're callousing your mind, you're, you're learning coping, coping skills, you're learning how to deal with things, how to deal with people, how to deal with situations and, and how to, uh, like, like I said, kind of overcome adversity and get through difficult times. So. I dig that. And I love the reference to Goggins. If those of you out there have not read or done an audio book of can't hurt me, David Goggins is a, he's on a whole different level than the majority oh, yeah. of human beings. But I mean, he might be a little extreme for some, but he actually has shifted my entire mindset. So I'm glad that you brought him up because for those who might follow me on my social media, like my fitness journey over the last couple of years, everything that I've been doing, I've been on a spiritual, mental, physical journey, and he has been a huge reason why. So I, I love Goggins. I, I, I love his style and I'm all for it. I'm here for that. So Totally. I love that, Jeff. And I love that uh, you were able to share your knowledge and expertise. See, funny thing is, I'm going to call you out here in front of everybody. You were nervous about this. And I'm sitting here during this interview. You sound so natural. And I knew that was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. You were like, oh, I'm nervous to talk. I'm nervous, whatever. No, dude, this has been a fantastic interview. And you've shared, you were well-spoken and you shared so much information. So I just want to say thank you. Like, thank you for taking time out of your day. Thank you for being willing to share your information and, and share your website and everything like that, because it's going to help a lot of people. So thank you so much, man. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it, Shane. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You're my dog, man. For everybody out there, I hope you enjoyed the interview as well. Make sure, like I said, at the very beginning, make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. Uh, if you can leave me a review, that'd be super helpful. It helps the show get out to more people so that more people can hear Jeff's message as well and see Jeff's website and everything. So more reviews, the more people can be uh, served by what we've got coming for them. So you guys know the drill. Subscribe to the show, and we'll be coming to you next week with another interview. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.